This episode is brought to you by We Run 313, a local run club in Detroit, Michigan that's dedicated to connecting, running, and building with their community. Go check them out on their website for merchandise and for more information at www.werun313.com and also follow them because they're very active on social media. Check them out on Instagram at at werun313. They sponsored this episode and then also sponsored uh, the giveaway of the hoodie, which was pretty dope and amazing of them to do so. So go check them out, guys. Support the movement. Let's get into the episode. Yo, it's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show. Thank you so much for coming, checking us out. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It makes me feel amazing, but it also helps push this word out to other people as well. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. Do it now. You know, I'll wait. Subscribe. Thank you. Subscribe. Thank you so much. Today's episode is part three of the Running Wild Black series. Today we have Rio Lakeshore on the show. Uh, if you've seen any uh, Tracksmith advertisements you know for the last year or so you've probably seen him before he's probably a familiar face to you you just might not know his name it's Rio Lakeshore check him out uh, huge in the ultra community uh, doing really great things by pushing um, not the black agenda so to speak but representing black folks uh, in those trail spaces and in those ultra run spaces as well so check him out he's doing really great stuff we talked about mindfulness we talked about uh, training we talked about um, how to bring more black folks to the start line and how to push that forward so really cool episode check it out have fun with it warning uh, we had a few technical difficulties for the first few minutes or so kind of on and off uh, but we finally i think he stepped outside so we finally were able to get through that part of it so bear with us in the beginning there but then we really got deep into it and had a really great time talking about uh, some cool topics make make sure you mash subscribe here subscribe to this podcast and go follow at chip time running on instagram and then follow real lake shore as well uh remember the visual version of this episode is always going to live on igtv and at chip time running love you guys enjoy what's up everybody this is tommy runs and this is the run eat sleep show it's the special edition closing out the month of Black History Month. Uh, it's February, so we're ending this month strong. Uh, this series, Running While Black, is to highlight black folks in the industry that are doing great things, uh, spreading the word of running, crushing it out there in general. So I just wanted to sp- you know, shine some light on some of the people that are doing some excellent things. Uh, Monday we had We Run 313, uh, very good friends of mine, wonderful episode. Uh, yesterday we had Kim from the Run Wave, dope episode, dope lady. She has a podcast as well. Check her out. She's uh, a voice of the people. Um, she's not the Wendy Williams of running, but she will voice her opinion if she knows or feels that people are not being done correct, right, something like that. Um, yeah, am I on the right channel here? Probably not. Hold on, let me see. Oh yeah, that's me. So, good. Strange. Anyway, so we have Rio Lakeshore on the show today. He is a, uh, a guy that's been doing some really cool things. Um, I've just found out about him somewhat recently, so um, kind of can't wait to get into it and see what, uh, you know, the origin story behind him. Uh, he's seems like a legendary kind of mythic figure, uh, so I really want to see, you know, when all this thing, when all this started and 
really get into it, waiting on him to join the episode here. Uh, can't wait to ask him some ask him some questions. He has a very, uh, I think, unique relationship with a big brand. Um, so I kind of want to see where the origins are of that as well. So uh, we'll just hang out here really quick to wait for him to join the show. And if you're watching, you know, check in, say something. Where are you checking in from? Where are you watching from? Uh, if you have any questions about running, now would be a good time to get them in because um, I run and so does Rio. So I think we may be able to ha help out with any uh, questions that anybody may have out there. I'm not an expert, but I will give you my opinion for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll wait until Rio joins the show. Can't wait to get into it with him um, and f just find out. Because I actually, the cool thing about this, this I'm stalling. It's fine. It's okay. It's awkward. Yes, but um, the cool thing is about this show is that Portland, Oregon, that's dope. Like, that's the cool thing about this show. I was going to say something else, but the cool thing about this show is that it's live, and, you know, I get to meet really cool people, but then I also get to meet their followers and vice versa, uh, and they're, it's all over the, the world, really. Like, the podcast has been doing really well, so if you're listening to this and you know, you're normally running or working out or something like that and you need something to listen to, the Run, Eat, Sleep show is on your favorite podcast platform as well. So please make sure you are following here, but then hopefully you know you also go over to whatever your, your favorite podcast platform is and mash the subscribe button, check out all the episodes there so you can do it while running. Rio is here. Um, very humbled to have the dude on the show. Rio, I was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll accept your request right now, but I was stalling and doing a lot of rambling right there, so I think, uh, I, think I, I think I did good. I don't think I embarrassed me or you yet so far. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother? No, I'm doing pretty good, man. I was literally just doing, I was really just, just going through it and just talking about um, how cool this show is. Not because it's my show or anything like that, but just the opportunity to, to talk to really different people that I just would not have had the opportunity to do or to talk to. Um, and it's brought the whole running world, you know, made it a little bit smaller because it is such a vast world, but it's small at the same time. Um, and kind of like how I came across, you know, knowing of you, uh, was, well, it's, it was kind of strange, because once I found out, when, when I had, had Hakim uh, Tafari on the show, um, he, he shouted you out and a few other people, uh, but your name kind of stuck out, so I'm like, I wonder who that is, you know, and I looked you up, but then I had already been seeing you, you know, uh, in the, in the Tracksmith, um, you know, ads and different things like that, and rocking the gear with the like the some of the flyest running picks that I've seen before. So it was really cool, to kind of like a full circle moment. Um, and what what was really I'd love to kind of just go into because I, I heard an interview that you did a little while back. Conveniently, it was called uh, "Running While Black," um, and you talked about not just running you in a little bit deeper into you know the the spiritual side of things uh and that made sense to me because the reason why hawk knows about you is because of that a little bit so can you talk to me about your spiritual you know or mindfulness journey when it comes to running like when did that kick in man i would say uh pretty early on um my mother uh she uh uprooted the family out of uh, Inglewood, California, we moved to the Mojave Desert, 
which is like the the, the southern edge um, of uh, San Bernardino area mm-hmm. Valley. You probably never heard of it <laughs> at the time. It was probably about uh, six thousand people there yeah. population. Um, so she moved us out there. This is this is actually going to cover two bases because this is where uh, running found me. Yeah. I didn't find running, it found me, but, uh, you know, out there, everything's so spread out. My mother was uh, commuting to work back in Los Angeles still, even though we were living on the hill, as we would call it. Um, So that was a round trip, six hour drive. So, you know, getting rides to and from places was, that wasn't gonna happen. I was uh, I was a very shy kid, so I wasn't one to uh, ask for rides and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I was involved in sports here and there. I was, I was um, playing basketball at the time, but the gym that I played basketball at was, was, was ten miles away from my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, though, what made sense to me was just you know just do a light trot down to to the gym to make it there you know yeah um and uh man yeah that was probably the earliest like realization of everything kind of coming into my consciousness I was probably like I was probably 13 yeah um everything just kind of molding together you know the, the actual movement and um being in complete soulless it's quiet out there mm-hmm. um it all kind of hit right then and there that this was like a, this is a thing yeah you no know? i mean i don't think i've ever just said like hey you know it's just 10 miles let me trot down you know 10 miles real quick just to I, yeah i didn't realize it was 10 miles i didn't have you know i didn't have a gps watch or an understanding really of how far it was i just did it you know um yeah and uh yeah just just out of out of the need for transportation you know just to get to a location you know i mean that's that's dope though i mean because it 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 is definitely different um than like the the normal story of like why someone starts running you know like it's normally not normally but you just you you usually hear someone say like oh they started because you know someone else ran or uh like they joined the cross country team or whatever that you know whatever that is but it's it's actually refreshing to hear someone say like they started running because it's you know what they had to do at the moment you know and it was a much more meaningful uh act in the beginning um not than anybody else's but it was like literally out of necessity and I could imagine that you would you would just connect on a deeper level to running because the origin was so, you know, it was just it was kind of primal, you know, like yo, I'm I need to go somewhere, so I'm gonna start, I'm just gonna run down there and then run back. Um, so did you did did that did that turn into like running in school um, in more of um like a uh, organized sport type of situation or was it always just I run because I run? So I mean, so did yeah? What did you end up? Did you end up running for like school or anything like that? You know, coming up. Uh oh, connection. 
Yeah, there you go. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, these is technology is the the crazy thing about technology is it works all the time until like you like need it to work. Chin is kind of it's kind of shaky over here. Let me see. Yeah, no problem, bro. Yeah, I mean, I just um, I'll just kind of fill in the you know the dead air here while you try to find a different spot there. But yeah, I just think that that's really cool. I mean, because like the you just hear so many people start running because you know like they um, like started at a really early age just kind of gunning out the door and competing in sports and all that stuff but I just think that that's really cool that it sounds like you know he needed to just get somewhere up oh, we lost him so I think he's gonna pro hopefully he joins back up um, yeah so somebody says any upcoming races y'all are setting the sights on. Uh, Juan, if you're still here, I am going to be running the Glass City, or hopefully running the Glass City Marathon in Toledo. Um, it's a smaller race, so they're hoping that it happens with, you know, all these COVID restrictions. Um, but, you know, if it, if it happens, it happens. If it, uh, if it doesn't, you know, there's other small races, you know, that we can use as a backup. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully Rio was able to join us back. I know he had some issues there. He looks like he's coming back right now. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions for Rio, hopefully um, the connection works out this time. But um, if you have any questions for him, just throw them in the in the comment section or the the uh, questions box. So yeah, can you hear me now? Sorry about that. Yes, yeah, I live uh, I live where the connection is pretty bad. So yeah, I can hear you clearly now. Sorry okay. about that. Oh no, no problem, no problem at all, man. The stuff happens for sure. Um, at least it's not me, though. I mean, because if, if I was the one that had a bad connection, this would just be unforgivable. You know, like, it's my show. Like, how can I have a bad connection? Um, so, um, so yeah, so the question was, like, when I know you, it, you started off running, you know, um, kind of out of out of necessity, a very, like, primal, like, yo, I need to go somewhere, so I'm going to run there, you know? Um, did that turn into, uh, you know, act like... Uh, organized sports did you end up running you know in in middle school high school for like cross country or track or anything like that uh not until not until high school i did a bit of track but uh man i was kind of all over the place with interest to be honest with you i i was kind of diving into you know the arts music and doing a bit of running and basketball here and there, you know, but I never really took any of this stuff serious. Yeah. Uh-oh. You're still break. If you can hear me, you're still breaking up a little bit. Sorry, I can hear you better now. Is that yeah, yeah, is that good. clear for you? Yeah, you're good right now. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, so you so you got you got into the arts a bit, um, but so like when did I mean? Because obviously you know at some point you took a turn and you know and really started running more, um, just just kind of running more often or running more um, deliberately. When did that change? Where you saying like? Because I know you said you were you kind of self coached for quite a bit. 
Um, when did you decide and why, why did you decide that? Can you hear me? Say welcome to the great out welcome to the great outdoors. <laughs> so if you're if you're listening, Rio is looking for a signal. I mean I'm I'm assuming the guy's like in some you know, like some type of beautiful scenery, some location somewhere. Um where or are you are you good now, you think? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> I had to go outside. I had to go outside. I'm so sorry. Well, at least um, at least you live somewhere where like as if if I went outside right now, I'm in Michigan, so I can't just right. you know like yeah. At least you get to go outside and and chill. You would probably. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be freezing by the time this thing would be done. Um, so yeah, so like, uh, when did you just when did you decide that you know that you were gonna start maybe running more seriously um, and more you know strategic with your running? Yeah, I probably honed in a little bit with taking it more serious. Um, let's see, my son was about one years old, mm-hmm. and that's where I I was kind of yeah self coaching. I still was a free runner though. I still didn't have like a you know a a, a dedicated schedule of uh, key workouts and easy days and things of that nature. It was just it was still very much go out and uh i mean i was running close to 18 mile days so it wasn't it was very yeah it was crazy it was very just like going with the with the feeling of it i was still doing like little races here and there but really really when i started to take it a, a bit more serious is coming to coming back to los angeles i'm kind of hopping all over the place but no yeah take your time sorry yeah take your time yeah we're here for you so coming back to Los Angeles um, and uh, starting to race a little bit more is when I, you know, I really uh, honed in on taking it serious. And, and I, I gained my coach. I met my coach at a race. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I, yeah, I really had like a structured schedule of key workouts and rest days and um cross training and all that and that's kind of where i am now mm-hmm. that's that, that's where i am now so. so when when um when was this when you when when you know you said your son was one how old is he now he's seven seven, seven. so so oh. like six years of just straight up kind of um like tr- tr- regimented in plan and you know all that stuff what yeah. made you what made you go that way i mean because I, I it seems like you had been running for a very long time as a you know free runner like you said what made you say, like, hey, I want to go with a little bit more structured here? Uh, what did you see? Uh, I, the fact that I was capable of, of being a fast runner and, and, and being able to run super long distances, you know, I actually saw the potential in it. Uh, and it wasn't just, it was on top of it being a meditative, spiritual type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, I can actually 
compete with this, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's when I, that's when it kind of just like the, the light bulb went off for me, um, around that time. But, but then again, I was also using it as a means of transportation, Yeah. you know? So <laughs> it was cycling and running. Um, at the time I was living in Seattle, Washington, and it was like running, to that location or cycling to that location then running to the next job and so on and so forth you know just not really utilizing a vehicle but more of using my my, my body and like homie i mean your heart rate probably has got to your resting heart rate's got to be like 25 or something like that i mean because all the <laughs> i mean you're talking about you know all these miles and then also the bike and all that it just um you know very very active for sure so like when you and I, I guess I don't know. Um, like, I know somebody asked you about ultra races and things like that, and you, you're talking right. about running 18 mile days and things. You know, tell, talk to me about like your your running you know career or like what type of races that you kind of lean towards. Like, are you a I know you a marathon guy, or do you really like to get out on the trail and do 50ks, whatever it is? What's your what's your go to? go-to now is long ultra trail races Mm -hmm. um i've yeah a lot more of my training at the moment has been i mean i'm i'm uh i accumulate 100 miles a week at the moment yeah so and i've I've been doing that for the past i mean my coach could tell you i've been (laughs) i've been doing it for the past maybe three or four months yeah um i've had a couple down weeks of 85 miles but yeah (laughs) It's been uh, 100 mile weeks, yeah. and uh, it's this. And this is yeah to jump into the ultra world, but there's also a bigger plan, a bigger goal of of um, for for a nonprofit mm. that I want to start for uh, lower economic kids, kids in those situations of, of lower economics. So um, it's a, it's part of it's all a part of a bigger plan yeah. that I'm doing right now. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, but before that, it was you know, it was five k half marathon, you know. But now I'm, I'm I'm more of wanting to do to branch off and do, you know, the fifty and the hundred. Yeah. So, because um, I mean, this is you know, this show's kind of you know running wall black, and I mean, I didn't. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to talk about when you're talking about. Um, you know, just the the difficulties of being black out there in the world, running um, in 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 spaces or places that we don't look like we belong in. Um, but I kind of, you know, when I was talking to somebody uh, the yes the other day, and when we told the line, you know, at a marathon or a five k or whatever, I mean, unless for the most part, you know, the the people that you're running with, um, you know, unless you came with them, aren't black, you know, uh, and that's on like the road side of things and so i'm really interested to see like hear your thoughts on you know the ultra space um and the those longer distance those trail running and I, in my imagination i would assume that you know or i would imagine that there's not there's even less representation or less um you know black folks out there on a trail running 25 50 miles uh what's that like what's that you know what's that dynamic even uh, I'm not even entertaining the fact that there's so few of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to I'm hoping I'm hoping to 
toe that line and, and get out on those trails and be a dread and be a black man and uh, you know that be a representation and, and hopefully uh, uh, you know it's, it's a thing of well he's doing it maybe I should do it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah, um, yeah but, but like you said there are it's few and far between um, but there is history there's there's historical premise for ultra runners that are that look like you and I yeah but that's just so it's not but it's not really reported on or not a whole lot of people know about yeah, it yeah of course yeah no, the, the, the the godfather of ultra marathoning is Ted Corbett yeah black man, you know so um like I said I'm not really focused on how many there are now because I, I know it'll grow yeah for sure in the growth within the past you know even a year you know it's been there's been more a lot more growth circumstances is, is horrible you know due to COVID but I've seen a lot more people of color out on the trails out yeah. here in Los Angeles you know yeah, I think um, uh, somebody I was talking to um, is a, he's an ultra, like literally ultra shoe uh, runner, um, Cal, uh, Cal Neff, Cal Neff. Who? Uh, yeah. So I, I was talking to him the other day, and he he mentioned something about the, you know, the fact that because of COVID, he started to see more people signing up for trail races, just people in general out there, you know, just more often. And I think that, you know, the good thing about COVID is it drove people, number one, out of their houses because everybody's going nuts. So you're getting more people. I feel like we'll see more representation of all races just in the year to come, hopefully, because of maybe the fitness that people gained in 2020. But it sounds like maybe some of these uh, runners that were already out here, um, you know, black folks are like, hey, like, you know, tired of running on the streets you know let's see what we let's see what these trails look look like and in our area in michigan there's definitely some trails but you know it's not like you know out west where you know trail trail life is is like very bountiful and you know and it's it's crazy like how many trails you probably you probably can go left right or straight and there's a trail everywhere so what's that like what is that like in comparison to you know some of the other places that you've been like how uh, accessible and easy is it to find a trail out in your area? It's, I mean, uh, yeah, where, I, where I'm at is um, in the middle of everything. So yeah, I can do door to trail. Like where I live, I can I can run 15 minutes to Griffith Park. Yeah, and I mean I can run there all day if I want to, or um, you know I can just I can drive. I can choose to drive. You know, maybe 30. Uh, three hours away and go back to the Mojave or I can go to uh, um, Angeles National Park which isn't that far from me it's it's a good 30 minutes away Um, I have Elysian Park I can go back to South Central and um, there's there's a number of uh, trails over there it's just about um, it's just about putting that into people's consciousness a lot of people don't realize that these spaces are available. Yeah. You know, and within those communities, you know, as a as a as a kid, I didn't know, you yeah. know, what a trail was. To be honest with you, it's, it's just not. That's not. Uh, that's not how it was structured. You yeah. know that um, this country has a a history of um, you know forcing people of color to one area. Right. You know, redlining and things of that nature. Um, 
by design, I believe, you know? Yeah, so. 100%. Um, and one of the things, like, just to jump in, a, just to jump back to what you said earlier about, you know, not paying attention or not really even giving it life to the fact that you're the, you know, there's so few far in between out there when it comes to ultra running or on the trails. Um, and just, like, putting your head down and, you know, or holding your head high and just and just getting out there and getting it done and training for it and just showing up and being 100% you. Um, and I think that, you know, that's like the, that's the best answer in that sense because it's like, you know, you recognize it, you're not blind. And that just, does that drive you? Does that start some of the motivation just to go even harder, train even harder um, to represent who you are in hopes of just showing others that this thing is possible? Absolutely. I mean, that's been that's been my experience for the most part. Um, you know, when, when my when my mother uh, uprooted us out of South Central and then replanted us in uh, spaces that weren't exactly full of people of color, I was usually the one. Yeah. You know, the one the one black person in that environment. So yeah, I've always had that drive to, you know. <laughs> take my seat at the table and, and, and represent for, you know, underrepresented folks, you know, so it's, it's no different. Like that's, yeah. that's where I'm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and, and, and these outdoor spaces. Yeah. And, and I just think that, you know, more, you know, people like you that are, you know, out there doing it and, and it, it helps that you're, that you're fast, you know, <laughs> and, cause like, it's always like, you know, <laughs> You want to see, we always want to see us, you know, out there, but then at the same time, if you're good at it, that's even better. You know, it's like a, it's a, you know, two birds, one stone, like, cause like, oh, he's cool. He's out there. He's, you know, dress fly, but then dude is, is crushing it too. You know, that definitely helps because, you know, when, you know, when I, when I'm on Instagram and I'm looking around, it's just, it's nice to see. Like, I follow people that, like, oh, that's dope. He seems quick, you know, or he's got some great content. And if you got both, it's even better. Um, speaking of great content, uh, when and where and, like, kind of how, if you're able to say, did Tracksmith and your relationship with them come about? Because it seems, from the outside looking in, it seems very uh, a very strong relationship. And it's, it's just... It looks dope from the outside in, so I'd love to see like what your thoughts are on that and how that came about. That's that's family. That's uh, that's, that's uh, brothers and sisters and run. Um, they they uh, they reached out to me. I did a, a I think it was a thirty three k for my thirty third birthday, and uh, you know they I guess they 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 were vibing on that, so they reached out to me, and uh, we had been talking and. COVID happened, you know, so things got postponed, and then um, once we did uh, initiate contact and all that stuff, it, it just felt right, you know. It felt it felt like uh, like family. Um, Matt Taylor is a, the, the CEO. He's 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 a, a very hands on dude. He's he's I've talked to him on the phone. You know, that's how personable he is. Um, so yeah, it's just it's 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 just felt right you know to to be creating uh content with them and um represent them you know mm -hmm. as a dread you know what i'm saying yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's big it's uh it's something that i feel that the running 
the running world is is kind of missing out on or has missed out on in the past is like this for lack of better terms is flavor you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah yeah no no that's the not a not a lack of better terms that's the that's the term <laughs> yeah no i i it's, it seems like they yeah it seems like they definitely tapped in um and you know i because it, it happened you know just to be honest you know in 2020 obviously you know before 2020 you didn't see a ton of representation you know in right. magazines or in ads and things like that um and there was some some companies that that it felt like they were forcing something you know in reaction to and you had to put that statement out you know, and that one tile, the Instagram tile, you know, and, and, and then everything else after that seemed kind of, some people, it seemed like it was, you know, not very authentic, but at least they tried, but it seemed like Tracksmith, it wasn't, it just didn't seem like it was that. And that's why I kind of wanted to know, you know, what your thoughts are and how have you been working with them in light of, you know, Ahmaud Arbery last year and everything since, you know, how, how do you, how have you been working with them in that to push, you know, black voices forward and get some more representation out there yeah it's uh so back to what you were saying it's it's it, it's never felt like a, a quota thing with mm-hmm. them yeah where it's like we need to we need to have this this amount of black bodies um it's always just been like you know your your voice we need to we need more of your voice we need to hear more of your story you know and it's more of been like a, a collaborative effort um which th- there's more to come there's more initiatives there's more there's a you know I'm, I'm in the process of putting together a non-profit for young you know for the youth you know right that is that exposes them to the running world um and they're very much on board with that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know the the stuff that they did with uh, Brother Knox and yeah. the, the you know the pioneer thing, um, just stuff like that. You know, it's, it's it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when the you know the protesting stops and and, and um, you know black boxes and all that stuff. It, it's an ongoing fight, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like that's what they are. They're there to help and, and support any way that they can. I, I also think that it's, uh, you know, a lot of our, our, our white brothers and sisters, there was some na- naivete around a lot of this stuff where they just did not know. They just yeah. have never been exposed to, because of demographic or whatever, they just never been exposed to the black experience. Yeah. Um, I think Tracksmith is genuinely on board with educating themselves and their audience, you know, which is more of a, it's, it can be more of Ivy League type. Yeah. White yeah. There, but they're, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from the audience. Um, and, and these are people that are genuinely up for, you know, being allies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answered any no, of what you no it definitely did i mean because like you know i wasn't um it just seemed like it felt authentic you know because and it it wasn't like you know like hey you know we're doing this it was just happening you know and 
and it was it and it almost it looked like it some some of the things just looked like it was coming from your page, you know, and and right. it made it feel like it wasn't like this big effort to like you said to try to hit some quota or look a certain way, and like and I didn't really think about it, but like you said, like you know their their base, you know, prior to or whenever it was, you know, probably historically like you said more, you know, high, Ivy League or higher level. Um, right. So it's even more of a risk for them to do any of that, you know, and so for them to con- continue even after the, the rioting stopped, and, no, not rioting, the protest, I'm sorry, that was the whack word, um, after the protest stopped, you know, like that's the thing, like for, I was uh, talking to a company and, you know, if paying somebody to be in a picture is one thing but then investing into that relationship and like they've done with you and like they like it sounds like they're going to be doing with the nonprofit and like what they did with with Knox is dope because it's like that you're investing into another thing another uh, entity in itself so it's like you're sewing into the black community because we know you're going to take it and do your thing with it and hopefully yet more young black folks will start running same thing with Knox too and he's always been you know pushing that 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 narrative as well so for them to just to do that I think that that was uh, extremely dope of them um and I figured that that was going to be your answer as well, but because it, it looks very authentic to me from the outside. Oh, it is, yeah. Everything's authentic right down to the workouts that we do. Yeah, yeah. You're like, those are There's real too. No in it. We, we were actually running, you know, those shoots are. Man, that's, come um, that's, Man, no. You look, you know, some of the pictures, you look too clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like perfect moment. <laughs> There's some real, there's some real deal stuff. There's, you know, there's fart licks. There's, there's, twenty plus mile runs. There's, it's, you know, it's the real deal. It's authentic. So, so what, what do you, yeah, back to the training part. What are you training for currently? Like, is there a race out there that you're, that you're eyeing? I mean, whatever, uh, whatever, fifty miler or hundred miler I can get into, I would, I would love to hop into that. Um, I have I don't have one in mind particular like it's, there's I'm I'm trying not to talk about what is on the horizon like as far as um the nonprofit that I'm starting you know it's, yeah. there's a there's some build up to that that requires me to run you know crazy long distances that I'm trying not to give away until I actually you know um, reveal the nonprofit but okay just 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 uh just know that there's some uh, some long distances and some good things coming oh that's, that's that's dope so yeah so if a race comes cool if it doesn't you still got something lined up to use some of that right. you got something to use that fitness with you know um exactly. so can you I, I know we talked about it a little bit in the beginning but um the so i found out uh, about hakam tafari through the rich roll podcast uh, and kind of heard it, and not kind of heard a story. Hold the whole, heard the whole story, you know, and was able to get him on the show. And he kind of opened, you know, my mind up to the mindfulness part of running, and you know, taking off the headphones for a bit, hearing the, you know, just getting out there and actually experiencing what running, you know, really is or, or could be for for, for people. Um, what is your what is your connection with like mindfulness at this point? in your running career and like is there like a routine that you do to kind of get yourself in those spaces coming from you got you know wife and kids and so it's like 
you know, how do you get into that mindfulness moment when you, before you go out there and hit a workout? That it, it requires uh, a program. It requires. I, th- I think that I think humans are. That's who we are. We 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 need a program. So, with me, is is um, there's an internal clock, and it's like it's five fifty in the morning. Let's get up, you know, and mm-hmm. let's sit still. Let's let's. Um, you know, let's reflect. Let's uh, just be quiet for a moment, and that's before anything. That's before I consume water. That's before I consume coffee. Before you know, my day starts. So that's kind of where it starts. But then, you know, there's an even flow of of breath work that can be performed as I'm walking to my location, as I'm walking to my car, as you know, where there's. I've, I've been able to accumulate the time up to, you know, counting up to 20 seconds of inhaling, 20 seconds holding, 20 seconds exhaling. Yeah. You know, um, there's a constant mindfulness that's going on throughout the day, and that carries over into the actual act of running, um, which is the most human form of mindfulness and the most human act that anybody can do yeah. you know um, and that is um, that act within itself is a mindfulness act yeah you, you talk about brother Hakeem talking about taking the, the headphones out and um, observing everything around you listening to you know the earth around you listening to your feet it all has um it all has rhythm to it it all it all can just put you to an even flow you know and that's that carries over into after the run doing more breath work getting into your bed doing some more breath work going to sleep so you know it's it's even tone it's just a, a Every day I look forward to that even tone. I'm not by any means a perfect person. I still have my ups and downs, but um, I can always reflect back to the mindfulness and the breathing and the running. This is why I run seven days a week. That's why I train seven days a week. It's just like me eating seven days a week. It's like me consuming water seven days a week. It's it's it's, it's human. It's very yeah. human. Last. No, no. That yeah, I, 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 feel that uh, in because when I, it, it's definitely a difference, and you know I'm not as advanced in that side of things as I'd like to be, uh, and I, you know, obviously it's always you, know, you are where you are, you know, and you have to just take that for what it is. But then you, you know, if you if you're aware um, of the possibilities or like the peace that you can you know feel if you take those steps if you you know do these things that you're saying like you know some breath you know breath work and sitting still and um you know taking the opportunity of running to kind of separate from the chaos that that goes on you know on the just all day any day you know any day uh if you purposely separate and then get out there and run i've experienced you know some really solid you know runs and thoughts and things and you kind of just work things out in those moments especially if you just allow yourself to be in that um because i mean there's some days where i like you know like today i had to do a workout um and i knew it was gonna suck 
So I threw in some music and and it and it kind of helped me through the, these moments. But then, you know, but then I've also had days where I didn't do the headphones and you really it's definitely a difference. And after the run, you feel a difference, too, because I feel like that that run flows. If you're not listening to music and you're really present in the moment, that feeling flows into the rest of the day, um, as opposed to like you popping the headphones out and that now you're back at the house. Yeah. Yeah, no, I misrepresent anything. I, I, uh, for instance, I, I ran, I did a speed workout. Mm-hmm. I will pop the headphones in happily. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, yeah, put those things in. <laughs> yeah, it's rhythm, it's movement, that we're, we're rhythmic people. Um, I, when I don't, when I don't have headphones on, it's, it's generally like a, a long run or an easy pace, you know, where I'm just like, I'm able to just get lost, but if I'm trying to hone in on like a certain pace, tempo, and mm-hmm. cadence, and all that, I will definitely pop those headphones on. You know. Yeah, I mean, some yeah, sometimes I mean, we are. It is 2021, so we do have to use some you know some of this technology that's out here. Absolutely. Um, but like it was uh, I, the first time I ever did no. I mean, this isn't like a, a anti headphones uh, podcast, but first time I, I didn't wear headphones was in a race. It was a it was a half marathon last year, and um, and I thought like okay, well, I'll just try it out because I didn't feel like holding you know having the phone in like a pocket or something like that. And I think I had on like some sh- some short tights or whatever, and. And when I tell you that, like, you know, I ran pretty you know, quick for me at the time, but when I tell you that 13.1 miles flew by and it felt like one big flow, with no, right. and I didn't, and it seemed weird because people were like, you didn't run with, like, headphones, there's no music, but it's almost like time doesn't really have the same meaning because there is no songs to cut it up, you know, like, because if you're in a bad moment, as you, I'm sure you know, like a song that's normally four set four minutes that just seems like it goes by so quick. If you're in a like a hard moment, that four minutes seems like it takes forever, and all you hear is Drake in your ears the whole time. You know, it's like I need a new song, and you're worried about changing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like so, I, I I'm definitely trying to get you know better about the you know the mindfulness practice. And what are some of the tips that maybe you'd have for me or anybody else that, that's out there that has no idea what we're talking about when you're talking about mindfulness and running. What's like one a little quick exercise or routine that they can do before their next run that maybe will put them in a different spot, you know, for that run, that maybe that easy run that they have to do tomorrow. I I uh I think I think a lot of times people they have an idea of what what you're supposed Oh, you break it, breaking up. Anyway. Oh, there you go. Um, it's pretty much listening rather than than thinking. Kind of just taking every single thing in, and that's what we do as humans. Anyway, we practice mindfulness walking down the street. It's more of just like it's just it's, it's observing, breathing in between. You know, it's 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 not. There's not a you don't have to complicate it too much. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's just just be in there. Just be. Yeah. Just being in the moment all it is. You're just being in that moment. You're not you you you're not really you're being in that in that movement. You're running. You're running right now. We're not thinking about that. We're thinking we're, we're running, that there's you know, the 
the trail is beneath my feet, you know, it's a beautiful day, or it's snowing, or it's, you're just being mindful of everything around you. Yeah. That's perfect way to, to get lost. And we are, we are of the earth. We are. So all it is is just being of the ecosystem, just being a part of that. Yeah. We spend time in our homes, in our cars, on our cell phones, on all these things that don't really have anything to do with, you know, trees or the grass or any of that stuff. Not to get too hippy-dippy, but, you know, (laughs) this is moments where you can be a part of that, Yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I I like that. It's just, like you said, don't overcomplicate it. All you're doing, you know, and, you know, I'm sure that there's these big huge steps or these like routines that people have that are very deep you know but you know in, in the beginning it's like i think one one of the runs i had to do I, you know I, it was snowing or whatever it's too cold for me to like go stand outside you know and stand there for a minute but so i just sat in the car you know no music for like, just 30 seconds or whatever it was and just thought about the fact that i'm about to get out of this car i'm gonna run and just you know kind of let the heart rate drop a bit and just think about what's about to happen you know think about the moment how i feel and then just get out there and go you know and it made me it may do nothing but it damn sure makes you like that first those first few steps feel much uh much different than just pulling up hopping out the car and then just start running you know like take those moments to separate right it's about it's about taking that time out that's the number one thing is like taking that time out you know just being, being, being there, being self, being one. You know, that's so important. We don't not it, and we're so fortunate as runners, um, especially if we, we we run by ourselves. It's mm-hmm. time out. Oh yeah. That's the important thing I think that a human needs is like just that time away from all the craziness you have to endure as a human. You know. Yeah, so, and so. some of it's like self-inflicted. <laughs> exactly. To running as a black body, that is such a crucial tool to cope with the, the constant visual violence, the hearing what has happened to another black body. If you, if you, if you can use running as not as an escape, but as a time to get away from all that and, and you know process it. Yeah, you know tool for that yeah and then you know, i mean not not to mention that that tool for that processing is also a way to sew into your own life um you know another level or layer of health that so many in our community don't do and don't even know about you know like because it's just the the numbers um you know people or people that look like us that are dying for you know health related you know reasons or you know lifestyle choices um it's just ridiculous, you know, and just to, to know that there's, you know, running could help some of that. Like, obviously, it's not a cure-all, and it's not the silver bullet, but, you know, you if you get out there and, you know, try to take care of your body, um, chances are that, that this running process, even if it's only, you know, once or twice a week or whatever, that will flow into, you know, other exercise, you know, other uh, habits, you know, keystone habit, you know. That's real. So, it's, you know, other habits, other like, you know, other unhealthy habits will hinder your ability to run to, you know, to your fullest potential. Mm-hmm. So most likely you'll, you'll, you'll kind of put that stuff to the side, you know, so yeah. you can have an 
it's um, yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, because it's like you know, if, if I'm running, you know, for the normal, like for a lot of people, it's like if I'm running twenty, thirty miles a week or something, you know, I. It, it seems like eh, maybe I won't pull up and grab that like cheeseburger or something because maybe I'd feel better, you know, on the next run. So it's definitely one of those things if you make that decision um, and then practice mindfulness about the fact that like all, it's, it's not just separate. Like you don't just go run and then it cures everything else. So you're like, you know, let me be mindful about the, my lifestyle and bring this all to, together so it kind of flows evenly. And those great feelings that I feel on the run – wouldn't it be cool if I could just feel that, you know, during the day, you know, when I'm not running? Facts, yeah. But I know it's, we got, like, questions going nuts in, in the comments here. So if you guys have questions, um, if you guys have questions, throw them in the questions box down at the bottom because it looks, I mean, I feel like there's, I'm missing stuff here. Uh, I'll just throw out one that I'm seeing here. What books have you gifted the most to friends and loved ones? Gifted the most. That's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't even. Maybe I'm not. Old, like, how, how old are you? I'm 33. So I'm 36. Like, I feel like. I mean, obviously it's not true, but I feel like. I, I feel like I'm not old enough yet to start, like, gifting books. I need to start gifting books. Maybe that's, like, the, our key to maturity is when you start, like, gifting books to other people. Because I don't think I've ever gifted. I've told people, like, yo, you should get a book. But I've never I've gifted a book. lots of book rec- recommendations, but uh, yeah, gifting. Let's go. I mean, let's go with that. Like, what's one of your what's one of your book recommendations that you're that you're feeling right now, or that changed your life? Let's let's pivot that uh, question. Always, it's always going to be uh, the Mindful Athlete, mm. George Mumford, and uh, Ted Ted Corbett, the Ted Corbett story. Uh, if for for all those you know who want to get uh, educated on. I mean, a phenomenal man um, and the godfather of ultra running. Um, I'll throw those two out there for now. Um, there's a there's a book of running poems by Mike Spino as well. If you want to get into the the intersection of art and, and, and running, um, but those three, I would say. Um, this, this one seems like it, this one seems, oh wait, have you read the, uh, have you read Born to Run? Born to Run, oh yeah, yeah, instant. Yeah, yeah. D- dope, I feel That's like it, I feel like that book changed the way that I, like the way that I actually run, like the, my foot strike, because, you know, the way yeah. that, the way that they described how the Tata like, ta- Umada, you know, land, yeah, with their, yeah. yeah, like yeah. how, how they land. Barefoot, you, you, you weren't one of those ones who went, uh, all out. No, no. no. I just, yeah, you know, I just imagined, you know, like, I mean, I just took that thought and was like, okay, well, how would I land, you know, and if you, if next time you're running, not you, I don't want to, you, you got this, but other, anybody listening, next time you're running, and if, if you imagine, try to imagine yourself running barefoot, how would you land? Um, it change you actually changes and it gets a little easier because you, you know, you wouldn't reach so far and you wouldn't be trying to like dig your heel into the concrete. You would be a little lighter and it would probably treat your body a little different. Um, quick, uh, another question we have here is from, uh, Fanny Johnson Wartman. Uh, how do you balance the beauty of being an inspiration for young black runners and the inherent burden that comes with it? I was like, yo, that's a question. That is a question. That is a question and a half, bro. (laughs) (laughs) 
asking, you know, in terms of what happened to our brother Ahmad Arbery while running. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm trying to answer. I'm trying to understand the question a little bit better so I can answer. So I think. Uh, I, oh, I, I mean, I, I think the way that I'm seeing it is, you know, um, like obviously, you, you know, obviously you're, you're, you know, a blessing and um, an inspiration to other runners that, you know, other black runner, young black runners that see you. Um, I, I didn't, the inherent burden that comes with it, like, I'm not sure if, like, I don't feel like I wouldn't necessarily feel a burden that comes with it. I mean, because it's not like, I think that you would be happy to, you know, for a bunch of young folks to reach out to you and say like, Hey, you know, how did you do this? Um, maybe if it, in in regards to like, you know, the Mott Arbery situation or, you know, tragedy, that's just the inherent burden that comes with being black, you know, like, but I took it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, if that's, if that's where they were going with it, but you know, I can't imagine you right now this just talking to you for this short period of time. I couldn't imagine you having like feeling a burden by being an inspiration, um, you know, at this point in your career. Absolutely not. No, it's uh in fact I, I want I want more I wanna see I want more youth um along the BIPOC to reach out, ask questions. You know, just tug away, like I, because I, I wish I would have known, um, you know, people who look like me in the running community when I was a, a child. Maybe I would have taken it to a, a, a different direction. Maybe I would have become more serious about it. Um, so no, there's no burden at all. It's, it's, I'm here for any questions from the youth. You know, yeah. I'm here to support. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a good question, and I I wish it was like a I wish it was like a, a an audio so they can so we can ask yeah. them like oh so what do you mean you know but right. uh, someone else says uh, run Simpson run uh, said what are some ways that white people can help the sport of running in more uh, running to be more inclusive to bi bipoc. Maybe that would be a good way to 
get the, the, the stereotypes out of people's heads. Um, other than that, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, I like that. I mean, I think it's, um, like you said, there's so many different movements going on in all these cities across the country, um, you know, where run clubs are, you know, rising up and start, you know, started out in 2020 or just before, and they're just having, you know, such great success and bringing the black community together. Um, it's like, I feel like in order to be an ally in that sense, it's like find those, you know, find groups that, you know, that aren't your normal maybe running group and just go tap in, you know, don't like, and I mean, don't, I mean, I don't necessarily want someone to invite me to theirs, you know, you know, and, and have, and I feel weird. I mean, I wouldn't, but like if someone is in that position, maybe that would just be a little too much for them to just come and feel like they're being, you know, brought some weird thing, but just, you know, if you're interested in, in doing something like that, go tap in with, with a movement in your community or not in your community. I mean, um, go tap in and run with them do you know like in detroit we have uh, we run 313 uh and you see you know people of all you know different colors and white people coming out and just running instead of running with their normal group they come out on a tuesday or a thursday or a sunday and just go run you know and you know it's nothing forced you just just like you would any other group and then on the other side of what you said you know you know talk to your peers i think that that whole like peer-to-peer uh, conversation is so important you know don't just um don't just try to talk to me you know like talk to you know the problem you know started with with you know in y'all in your quiet rooms you know like so you know if you hear something that doesn't sit right or isn't in line with you know what you're trying to do by reaching out and you know reaching across the aisle so to speak check that person talk to that person tell them what you've experienced that's not the same and maybe their news station doesn't talk about you know what you've experienced because you've come out to like a we run 313 you know so i think that those you know internal or like private conversations need to be had and that's where it starts to me because i didn't have anything to do with you know with with you know the stuff that's happening you know like it's on it's really on them you know like you guys gotta you guys gotta sort that out you know what i'm saying like if i got problems in my house you know like i'm not gonna tell the neighbor like yo can you come help me out in here you know figure it out and come out with some good intentions though you know absolutely but so let me see like so i think that uh, we i think we answered a bunch of the questions if anybody has any more throw them in like right now i don't want to hold hold you too long um can you? Uh, yeah, I, I ended some of the other ones with something a little funnier, a little lighter. What? Um, you say so you've been running for quite some time since you're like 13 years old, and you know, especially in the last six years, it's been pretty serious. Light note for real. What's one of the funnier things that's happened to you, around you, or something in a race? Uh, <laughs> he's like yo i ain't never had nothing funny happen like the problem with you probably okay so like let me let me let me let me correct that the problem with you with you probably is that when you're running in a race it's not too many people around you you know there's a lot of funny things that happen you know back yeah, yeah back here with, with people like me you know it's a lot of stuff that goes on you know what i'm saying um 
But yeah, so I the thing I asked uh, Parker Stenson one of his things, and it was like it was just like a weird story. Like some, he was behind a guy that like smelled really bad. <laughs> it was like a weird thing. So stuff okay. like that, stuff like that was funny. Um, but if you don't have any funny like any any weird stories, that's actually probably good. Is because you know, you're in good company. Like you know, I'm. Uh, now, now that you now, now that you said it's gonna happen. Yeah, now like your next race is you're gonna be like, bro, I gotta tell you that something happened. Um, and so we do have a good question. Um, right now though, what is your uh, Corey uh, Corey E eight said? What is your favorite distance? As far as uh, probably Alaska. probably racing. I mean, probably like what's your what's your favorite like race distance? Um, you know, you're... I like I like, the, I like a good half. It's you know, it's as far as like pounding the the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> it's fast. Um, training wise, I mean, I live for my Sundays. I live for twenty plus miles. Like that's that's my bag for sure. Like. That's, that gets to the zone where I don't want to stop. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm somewhat new to running, and I just haven't had that experience yet. <laughs> you know, like I haven't had that moment when like I just can't stop running because you know normally I'm like, okay, we're at 18, we're at 16, oh, okay. it's time to stop. So I haven't had that moment yet. So one one of these days when I feel like I just get to 20 and I'm like I could just go forever. I'm definitely gonna hit you up for sure to let you know that I've I've crossed over into a the, the world of real runners, you know. Absolutely, eighteen um, is good though. I've seen I've seen you've done some uh, some sixteens on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, a whole another level, man. Well, I mean, okay, sure, because it's boring, right? But the thing about the treadmill is, it's it's not you know there's no hills really unless you turn on the random hill thing it's still not the same uh it is very boring but you know if you got an ipad or whatever it is you just turn on the thing and watch like a show it's not that bad like in you know if you go to planet fitness you only get to run for 60 minutes you gotta stop the machine start it back up it's pretty it's pretty whack trust me but so i i did a i did a 16 uh last weekend and i have an 18 coming up this sunday um, all on the trip no, no, I'm not doing. It. I didn't. 16 last weekend was not on the treadmill, and this 18 will not be either. Like that was because the day it was like, wind with wind chill it was like negative two, that day, and I wasn't. There's no way I'm running 16 miles with negative two. I don't care what's going on. Yeah, that's a whole. I I, I don't. I can't comprehend. I'm I'd sorry, rather I'd rather run in my basement back and forth, than yeah. for 16 miles, than go outside and run in negative two. It's not happening. I don't even know what that feels like. Um, yeah, I, I, I see the longest I've done is, which was recently, either twenty miles or twenty-two miles on the treadmill. So that's even that's even farther. That's like. But we, I had no choice because uh, obviously it wasn't the weather. It was um, <laughs> we we were in quarantine. Oh, so okay, okay. I had no choice. You know, I. It, it was brutal though. It, I'm not gonna lie, but I, I did, I got into the zone once I hit the 10 mile mark, and then I was like, all right, this is, you know, we got this. Yeah, yeah. Like once you once you realize you're just on there and you stop looking at the at the little time thing, it's all good. 
right. know, just right. it's it's just like any other thing. Just if you got some music, for sure. If you, I heard somebody in a, in a panel say, if if you run on a treadmill for more than three miles, four miles without headphones, you're probably a serial killer. <laughs> if you're you're uh, you might be crazy if you can run on a treadmill for like a for an hour with no music. Right. No music. No. Audio book. I Audio mean, book is good. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like literally no headphones, just on there. No, that's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit tapped. You're, you're, a ske- you're a sketchy individual if you're watching this and you're out here running on treadmills with nothing, <laughs> with, with no audio support, you know? Um, but, you know, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, and I, I just love that you tapped in with us. Oh, I was about to forget, bro. Like, I need you um, to pick. Um, we had a, we're doing a giveaway. We run three one three. We run three one three. Was on the show on Monday. They kicked off this um, this um, this week for me. Uh, they're giving away these hoodies, right? Oh, that's um, what's up, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I need you. They're giving the hoodies away, and I need you to pick a number for me, if you could. Is that okay? That'll help Absolutely. me. You know, we'll pick a winner. I think uh, you need. I need to pick a number between one and fifty. Five. And five. Oh, that was quick. Is he five? Sorry. Was is your kid five? No, oh. no, he he's two. Okay. Five, five's my, that's it was, my number. It came out so quick. You're like five. I'm like, is that kid five? So okay, so it's five. So I'll we'll announce the winner right after this. I'll post the uh, I'll post the uh, the caption about this video or this interview, and then lucky number five is the winner. And I really do appreciate your time, bro. And keep doing what you're doing because you know we're obviously watching. And I can't wait to see what you what you have kind of in store for us when it comes to the nonprofit and your efforts in long distance. Um, and just keep inspiring us, bro. And tell tell everybody at, at, at uh, Tracksmith that they're that they're doing it right. Keep pushing, and we're we're supporting because it looks it, it looks and feels real. Thank you. I likewise. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were in the same ecosystem, and I'm excited to see the growth between all of us. It's, uh, it'll be great too when we can all be in the same space. Yeah, I know. Like this is starting to get. This whole this whole COVID thing is starting to get kind of whack, you know. If it wasn't whack last year, it's it's super whack this year. <laughs> yeah, it's getting old. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties earlier. That oh no, man, I'm glad. I'm, and then it, it makes more sense though now that you're outside. Like once you sat outside, we started talking about mindfulness and stuff. I mean, this is perfect. You're supposed to be outside the whole time. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do appreciate it. No worries about the technology th- or the, the technical difficulties thing. I'm glad we got through it. Glad you jumped back on and I really appreciate it. Like I said, and, uh, bless you. Keep doing your thing, bro. Cause we're watching and everybody out there that's listening, please make sure that you run, eat, sleep and repeat. Thanks guys. Peace. Yes. Bro. What's up guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Had a really great time talking to Rio and getting into it and um, just kind of digging a little deeper into who he is, what the relationship with Tracksmith was like or what it's like. And, and I was really surprised and, um, well, actually I'm not surprised, but relieved to hear that he feels like it's more of a family and more of a, a partnership than just a, you know, just a gig. Um, it really seemed super genuine as we talked about on the episode the the relationship with tracksmith that he has um and you can see that through the pictures they come out so 
you know, authentic and genuine and like just fire in, in general. So check out Tracksmith, obviously, uh, but then make sure you go follow Real Lake Shore. Uh, that's the most important part to me at the moment. Uh, and then follow Chip Time Running as well on Instagram. Make sure you mash the subscribe button if you didn't do that in the beginning. And obviously I can't say subscribe. It's uh, subscribe. 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 Thanks so much. Make sure you run, eat, sleep, repeat. Hopefully you enjoy it. Love you.